Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the digital workspace inner workings. How are you doing, Freddie? Good to see you. Yeah, that's good. Great. Happy, happy New Year to you. Yes, we can still say that. <laughs> yes, of course, still January, right? Yeah, that's it. One month in, almost four days to go. How's yeah. the start of the year been for you? Oh, it's like, you know, I think everybody's been saying the same thing. It's like it's gone hundred miles an hour already. Yeah, it's that like is, that is that is yeah. true. Definitely been fast. Yeah, how are things going with the? Uh, joining the dots it's been going good i think i think yeah really really pleased about lots of things coming together which i think is the whole purpose right yeah when you when you start seeing you know i've just done a post this morning where you know again a number of connections being made yeah from just a device to to being environmental friendly to deal with recycling to joining up with the national data bank i'm like this is this is what we're talking about right joining up all the dots because nobody can solve the problem on their own. Mm. Yeah, the post that I saw this morning was that it was it was tablets, I think, were being yeah. provided so by someone. Yeah, so exactly, right? And it's it's, it's a lone skin, but it's still something, right? Because because you know the 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 population, the audience that we're dealing with, yeah, whatever label we use to call them, right? They are so varied. Right? And then you have people, different people helping to do different things, which I think is the best thing that could possibly happen because we, I mean, look, for example, if you are the council, right? Or even you are doing a day job for your company and your your company tells you that you have a thousand priorities to deal with, you still got to start somewhere. Yeah, you can't solve them all. You can't boil the ocean. You can't say, oh, let me think about it holistically. Give me two years. And by the way, here's the plan to solve this problem uh, in the right way, but it's going to cost you millions of pounds that you can't afford. That's not reality. Yeah, yeah. So now this, you, you mentioned a, a database that you're linking up, a national database. What is that? It's national Data Bank. Oh, Data Bank. What is that? Right. So remember, the, the whole narrative started with, hey, we need to do something about donating devices, right? And I think we've now gone beyond it. And I say, please don't talk about devices anymore, because even if you're in the business of doing devices, it's so hard and it's not scalable. And even when you've done it, the problem comes back because the end of life equipment is even shorter than a brand new one for somebody, right? So it doesn't go away. But not only that, now what we are trying to say is that, but what we are really, what we really need to do to solve this problem is by thinking of it as we got to provide the right digital access for people who need them to be able to participate digitally, right? So it's that access and participation. And therefore you're talking about linking device without data, you can't use the device. But you have a device and data, but no tech support. Therefore, you do not know how to use it. It doesn't work. But without, if you get a tech support, because you have no skills, no digital literacy skills, you can't join it up. But you don't have cyber-safe practices, then you get yourself into trouble. But you don't have the right app with the right content. Again, that's not going to be helpful. Some Something for a child is not something for a pensioner. So you, you see, it goes on and on, which is why, you know, you've, you've seen I've done the, the dashboard. Yeah? And the, the dashboard is trying to find a way to show people that, hey, there's at least eight dots to join, and that might be a good way to think about how to solve the problem and also a good way for people to get engaged. Because 
we want to give people things that they can say, oh, I'm interested in data, go to the National Data Bank. Uh, for the devices, I want to, as you know, right, promote that national tech platform, one or few rather than many. And then now we're moving to very exciting. Yeah? Just when I thought nobody's doing it, we're about to launch a pilot to deal with providing a national tech support platform. And it's provided oh, by wow. a major tech vendor, Unisys. Okay. Amazing, yeah? Huh? Sure. Yeah. So we're joining up dots, you know, bit by bit, yeah. And what are they going to Are they going to give like a call a call center number that people can phone, have first line, second line support? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because this is what they do for corporates, right? So they're offering this as they're part of their CSR, you know, and we're doing this as a pilot initially, uh, and then to learn to see what kinds of lessons learned to then scale it. Um, and and the, the first phase is to provide the support to the supporters of the beneficiaries, not the beneficiaries themselves directly, because they would not know what to do, what to ask. They do not know who that person is. They would not talk. You know what I mean? Because part of the challenge here is that to really get to those beneficiaries, you need people who knows them. You need people who knows what their problem is. And they, their problems tend to be fairly complex, meaning that it's not just about a device. It's usually about food poverty, about family problems, lots of things. And if you work through that supporter, you stand a better chance of making a connection with the person that needs help, right? Yeah. Definitely. So we want to provide help to those people who are directly in contact with those beneficiaries. Wow, that's going to be quite powerful. Making, yeah, and, and we already have, <laughs> and we already have a few charities that uh, beneficiary groups that we've lined up to be part of this pilot. So one is YMCA. So just imagine yeah. if we tackle young adults, sixteen to twenty-four, starting with one YMCA, if that goes well, guess what? We scale to the rest of YMCA in the UK. We scale to globally YMCA. So that's that's the that's one. That's young adults. The other candidate group is uh, pensioners. So this is age concern uh, UK, but we're starting with the South End uh, branch. So again, same thing, right? If you can start with one area, then now you're talking about targeting two population: the young adults and the pensioners. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah, Absolutely. and these are only the ones that I know, right? Yes, for sure. And and when you you mentioned tablets, that's going to come from I can't remember who the vendor was that was providing the templates, the the, the tablets on loan. Yeah, so it's it's I think it's um it's a charity organization called Hubbub, yeah, and I think they they deal with um, recycling, right, in a very environmentally friendly way, right. So I don't have the details, yeah, but but I'm but at least I I'm really delighted to see that. You know, we don't see yet another campaign which is to say, okay, I'm going to provide devices, but they they join up a few dots, right? They join up with the data bank, and now then now guess what? Even AWS got into the act. That's how I got to know about this, right? Lease is doing very well. Lease is championing this, so we now have at least two within the joining the dots thing to say, hey, let's help other people to know about this, right? Because again, if that works for them, why should it not work for the the rest of the regions in the UK? Yes, definitely. And with the um, the joining DOS campaign, when we last spoke, the DPA had just been launched. Yeah. Uh, have you done much work with them at all? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm a so many of us are advice uh, ambassadors. So I I would encourage you to if you want to to be an ambassador, right? I've invited you to the uh, community hub in the DPA because, mm. for example, with the thirteen communities, where is the space that we go to? 
to hear about the same thing. Up to now, I've been using emails and LinkedIn, yeah, but it's one directional, right? Because people don't reply yeah. to emails. So. But with the hub, hopefully people who are really that interested, they will engage, right? And this is where not only are they engaging, let's say you and I were part of at least a few groups, yeah, part of Horizon CIO uh, I, uh, network and also I think you're part of UK IT leaders, right? Or no? Yep. Yeah. So for example, that that th those are two good examples whereby members are torn, right? It's like they they hear about one from one team, but they can't really know what to do with people from the other team, right? So now we have created a, a space where it doesn't matter who you are across 13 tech leaders communities. That is a space that you come to to get information and contribute or just find things mm -hmm. out. Yeah. So so I think that they are doing well there. Uh, they they've done a piece of big research to help to guide what we should do next because it needs to be evidence-based, right? It needs to be data-led. So that is something that they do, which I'm really delighted about. Uh, and, and then also more importantly, they are also trying to provide guidance to, to, to the politicians, yeah, to the, the government and all the political parties. So they've been very successful. Last November, they organized a number of, they call it the All APPG, yeah, All Parliamentary Parties Group. So I was invited to some of them to to listen. So that was great to see all the political parties coming together and acknowledging this issue and wanting to work with others, right? And there were a number of not not politicians, yeah, but a number of charities and corporates and 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 individuals, even like me, there just to listen and being able to contribute. So that was useful, right? Uh, and then more importantly, this year is that they are trying to now provide a a roadmap for the areas of support that people can provide remember what I, I i wanted to do with with this is that step one is all about socializing let's just let people know what we need to know right and the second part is then find a way to help to mobilize people who are interested to help we are not going to force people but we're going to say hey but if you're interested to help and here is how you can help that would then solve the the first problem that you and i encountered right at the beginning which is i've seen many people say to me freddie we want to help including myself but we have no idea how to mm. yeah so they are working yeah. out all that process, including, you know, a, a sort of a pledging process. Like, okay, now if we show you here's the, the the demand for things to be done, and you are volunteering for something, then let's do that match up, and that's also helps to see how we can get you to pledge what you do so that you achieve the outcome. Because it's easy to say you want to help, yeah, but you know, but not easy to see things happening. No, for sure. Yeah, execution is always key. Yeah. Um, now, now, do you think since we started speaking, I mean, it's been a few, that's probably two quarters or three quarters now. Do you think things are improving? Do you think there are people getting access to? No? Look, look the, the, the problem is this is still the same, right? Everybody, last year, this time last year, there was a huge groundswell of everybody wanting to do something because somehow something created, you know, just like with any news event, yeah, something sparked people's curiosity or interest, loss of attention, including the Daily Mail, Celebrity Lab, blah, blah, blah. And nothing's happened since then, right? Everything was quiet. And I've been beating the drum to say, did you know that currently nobody knows still how many disadvantaged school children are affected by a lack of digital access for education? And I think in November last year, I actually did a post that gave out specific numbers, and these are public sources of data, to show that the gap is still potentially 500,000. And that's just my number. That's just the number that I know. And yet nobody, mm. nobody was able to 
agree or deny, but everybody sort of nodded ahead that, yeah, I think the gap is still there. And part of it is because everybody's looking at a very macro level. Yeah, at the numbers. And uh, the, 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 the things that is being dealt with is at a very micro level, but those micro level interventions are not scalable and they are not visible. Right. So you can see there's a lot of good work happening already. Um, but I would imagine it's still a drop in the ocean about the amount of people that you need to help them with. Because if you add those two things up, they don't add up. Right. It's still so far apart. Mm. Mm. Right. So this is why it is important that, you know, we, we can think that things are making progress, such as like, you know, being stretched more strategic. I, I, I think that's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Just like anybody. But if you look at whether the problem has been alleviated somehow on the ground, I would say no, not enough. But it's right? going to take time. I mean, I mean, it's it's a big gap to close, and there's yeah. a lot of you know the, the dots are, are are literally being pulled together. Yeah. So how how do you keep the momentum up? I mean, how do you keep going with with you know it feels like you know landmine after landmine. Uh, yeah, it's. It's, it's interesting, you know, sometimes, especially last year, every week I ask myself like, oh, can I keep going? And what what is the thing that would be helpful? And I just remind myself, okay, look, if if all I'm doing is to continue to help to signpost and socialize, and therefore like, like now, right, if I'm spending time with you and now you know what I know, like now you know that there's such a thing called a national data bank. Next time when you hear about somebody talking about this, you can say, hey, don't try and go to Vodafone and ask for, Data, if it's a one-off, that's fine, but if you want to be more strategic, go and work with the National Data Bank and ask them to give you a chunk at a time. That's how it will be more scalable. So, then, so then it would have achieved un- something, right? So, so let's unpack the National Data Bank. What, what does it actually do? I mean, what does it store? What's its purpose? So the idea here is, you know, currently, if you look at most of us who's got a uh, uh, data, if you've got unlimited data or even limited data, some months you don't use them all, right? So we can actually give data to at least people within the, 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 the profile that you have. So it's the same concept at a bigger level. What if each one of us are able to give data that we don't need to the national contributors? We either, let somebody else solve the problem of knowing who to give to. But if you want to donate, this is one way, not just device data. That's one aspect of it. But what they're working on right now is more to do with the vendors like Virgin Media and Vodafone who are already providing free SIM cards through their own campaign. So instead of doing it through as a Vodafone thing, now they are willing to work with this Good Things Foundation as a charity to promote the concept of a national data bank to encourage everybody to, especially the big vendors, to donate a chunk to kickstart the data bank and to help charities and individuals who get data in a more holistic manner. But if you know the individual in a family who is going through another three years of schooling and the, the, the family is in poverty and you're working through this charity and the charity knows that, hey, you know what, we've got to keep that lifeline going for the next three years. Of course, you may have an annual check to see whether they can afford or not. But if, let's say, their situation maintains, then you know what, we don't cut off that lifeline from them just because they can't afford it. Yeah, so isn't that a, a more holistic more sustainable, more scalable way of providing data for people who's got a device and now data to go with it. The National Data Bank is about ending data poverty by 2024. Ah, okay, I understand now. So it's actually specific to DPA. No, specific to... Not DPA, but but digital poverty. Yes, and to data poverty, sorry, data. 
So this is about making sure that people do not get left behind just because they cannot afford data to access their device for whatever purpose they need to do. Yeah? Okay. Okay. That's I think true, I right? understand that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, well, some, it, there needs to be a golden source. There always needs to be the, the, the source you trust um, that tells you what's going on. So I think it's great to have something like that for sure. Yeah. So so that is the that is what the 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 Nestor Data Bank is committed to, right? Now, if you look at the DPA, they are committed to ending digital poverty by 2030. Right. So, you know, we may laugh at those aspirations and say it's crazy, but on the other hand, if you have a stake in the ground, you can measure yourself against that. You can you have now have got a a, a deadline to try and do something about it. And this is why I use it as a way to challenge everybody. Say, look, I know 2024 is great, but you know what? We can make it quicker. Vendors, please mm. work together, make it happen. Ending digital poverty, I think it's going to be harder because it's not just about digital poverty. It's actually intertwined with law social. But again, it's a good thing, right? What is our national strategy for dealing with this issue, right? If we don't have a policy around that, we don't have a digital strategy around that, how can we possibly solve this problem? So now that allows people to say, because this is what we are all about, let's start working across all levels, including governments to corporations to anybody who can help with this, to start having a conversation about how can we join up and have this conversation and do something about this in a join up way. Yeah. Yes, I think which is I think I understand what you're saying. I mean, it is, it is essential to still execute somehow, um, but there's almost too many, still too much, too many people going in different directions. And, exactly. But now this data bank. Um, is there a way for someone to go and have a look at that to see if they can contribute or get something, get that out of it? Is there a website or? Um, not really a website. I, I can try and find some information, but you can see right now it's, it's because it's more of a B2B thing, right? So mm. it's not going to be yeah. so publicized, which is why one of the things I want the DPA to do is like, like the stuff that I'm doing with the signposting, I want them to make it visible on their website so that this, this is how you signpost. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to set up yet another independent website, right? I want to say, hey, these are the things that we should share with everybody. Please, if you come across this, go and have a look. At least you know where where you know where things are, and then you can choose to contribute and to yeah. see how you can do more. Yeah. I'm just wondering about something. If if someone gets involved from a CSR point of view, do they get a a benefit from the government tax deduction or anything like that? I don't know if it works the same in the UK and doesn't that's, that's a good question, right? So it would be good if somebody can work that out and make sure that that is that is real benefit and therefore everybody wins, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I remember there being something similar to that I can't remember what the program is. Um, oh well, I'll, I'll, do, I'll see if someone knows that I, I'll ask one of the groups, see if someone knows. Okay, cool. Super. Well, good to speak to you, Freddie. Uh, Same keep, here. Keep on trucking. Yeah, hey, and thank you for your support, yeah? No problem. Always good yeah. to chat. Cool. Thanks, Freddie. Right. Keep up. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues.